the Making Sense of Life podcast, episode 23. According to J.K. Rowling, life is difficult and complicated and beyond anyone's total control. The humility to know that will enable you to survive its vicissitudes. The Making Sense of Life podcast will not only empower you to navigate through a fast-changing world, but also to grow in body, mind and spirit. Inward change precedes outer transformation. As the ancient Greek author Plutarch once said, what we achieve inwardly will change outer reality. This podcast is sponsored by Logos Medical Legal. Sunil also works privately with senior leaders. Go to drsunil.com forward slash corporate to find out more. Hello and welcome to the Making Sense of Life podcast with me, Andrew Horton and Dr. Sunil Raheja. Sunil, great to be with you. Are you there on the other end of the line? I am indeed, Andrew. Here I am. We're using the technology of Skype. You're at home. Wow. I'm at home. And for wow. the first time, we're actually chatting to each other through Skype. Brilliant. So, OK, on today's podcast, we are looking at education, aren't we, Sunil? Yes, looking at the whole subject of learning and how we learn and the education systems that we've grown up with and thinking through some of the good sides to that and some of the not so good side to that as well. Sure. Now I should I should fess up straight away, confess straight away that I wasn't very good at school so now I was I was I was a, I was a very naughty boy at school and uh... <laughs> I got in trouble quite a lot. Quite, I think. I think. I, some people say they wouldn't. They wouldn't uh, believe that now. But uh, maybe. 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 I was at school. I was the exact opposite. I was the highly compliant child. The, the, the one that always got on with studies. Very dull and boring, I'm afraid. Um, and um, yeah, didn't really get into trouble. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, actually did very well academically. But. I've got quite mixed views of it about it now when I think about it. Okay, so moving into sort of a more of a serious tack now in terms of what what do we mean by education, Sunil? Because obviously we kind of generally would understand the word as sort of learning and that sort of thing. But, but in this context and in, in this podcast and what we're going to draw out today, what do we mean by education? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a multi-billion pound, billion dollar bi- business, really, if you think about universities, schools, um, encouraging people to, to, to learn, there's a push for lifelong learning and, you know, there's the importance of education it's it's a bit like um, I think as we say in England, mother's milk and, and apple pie. It's very important mm. that people learn. But it's a funny subject because I do feel that we sort of we seem as a society and as a world to very much have been missed the plot, as it were, missing the plot about what education <laughs> is about. Because it's mm. certainly much more than going to school. Right. And you know, if you looked in a dictionary, we talk about something about the process of giving or receiving. It's systematic instruction um, about learning skills and knowledge, but I really do feel that's quite incomplete. If you go to the original Latin word from which we get education, you've got educare, which means to draw out right. in, in the Latin. And the original roots is something about drawing out the innate ability and the innate, as it were, 
skills within the person and we seem to as it were as a society and as a world mm. done the exact opposite because we just, we just sort of fill people up with stuff now don't exactly we? it's about filling up rather than drawing out um, mm. and in today's 21st century world there is a huge amount of filling up that you can do it you know there, there is no end of things that you can learn and and it and it just goes on and on and on and as you say i mean today in school when i was at school sort of 20 years ago or so 25 years ago maybe, um it's basically uh, as you said, as we said about filling up and, and learning our times tables or our or, or, or certain facts in history. I remember my geography teacher was uh, someone who would just roll the OHP, the overhead projector, around, and we had to copy all the map symbols <laughs> into our into our workbooks. So, as you say, it's it's not healthy, is it? Sometimes. Well, there is obviously a place for technical skills. There is a there is a mm. place for learning. You know, basic information. They talk about the three R's: reading, writing, and arithmetic. There. There are those mm. basic skills. You do need to learn how to read. Yes, you do need to learn how to write. You do need to learn mm. how to do, um, if you like, mathematical skills. But it's only a foundation. And it seems as if we've, at times, just stopped at that point. Whereas, mm. again, you, you, I'm sure you know this as well, anecdotally, but it's been shown again and again um, that doing well academically at school has very little correlation with how you'll do in the real world and for me that right. was you know a tough lesson that I learned really that I, right. I, I did well academically at school but then to be honest I think if I look back at my schooling it was very much an exam factory and I played the system to get top grades to get into medical school uh, to become a doctor but really became very unstuck with that because I wasn't really I hadn't really grown in, in a full rounded way and I think, you know, you've got the technical skills, but you've also got to have the people skills. And then there's mm. the character development as well. Those have all got to, to work together. You know, people, they say people get hired for jobs because they're, they're technical skills, but they get fired or they leave because of their, pe their, their people skills or lack of people skills, as well as mm. issues to do with their character. It's interesting, isn't it? Because it's something we, we, we don't think about enough, is it, about the, the, the way that we define education so now? No, um, it's and it, as I said, it's it, it, it is a multi-billion-pound industry. It causes, you know, all parents. You know, I'm a parent of four children, and you know, and it just it it it's something that's very very you know, uh, basic in our in our sort of longings and desires in ter in terms of thinking about we want the best for our children and we we want them to succeed and do well. Um, and yes, you know, I think it's, how can I put it, there are obviously great dangers that come from illiteracy, there are great dangers that come from not having those, those basic foundation in, in, in those skills, you know, the reading, writing, arithmetic. But it, I think when it's become an end point, which is what it has, then mm. I think there are dangers there. You know, I, I remember when I was um, in India uh, as a child, and I remember talking to, a, to an aunt of mine who said, that the basic problems we have in India are because of a lack of education. And we basically had to agree to disagree. But I, you know, come to that conclusion that, you know, there is, there's a saying, you know, if you educate a crook, what do you get? You get an educated crook. Mm. So, <laughs> so just, just teaching someone to read and write um, and become technically, technically proficient is only the foundation. Because if there isn't the character development, 
then they'll rather than maybe stealing from uh, from a shop you know they'll they'll know how to do internet fraud or you know much more mm. complex kind of um uh, dangerous you know dangerous thing and you just have to look at the internet you know there's so much there that that, that is potentially incredibly harmful obviously so much there that's incredibly useful as well isn't this you know and and, and i know that a lot of people today might perhaps who have broadening their learning experiences so it's not just about turning up at school which is obviously important for the discipline that sort of thing but learning in other ways well that's enough absolutely and i think that's what we're, what we're getting at here really um is that we need to think about education in a much more broader sense mm. than, than we do yeah and much more than you know exam results and, and pass marks and things like that yeah so some people um don't do so well at school. Some people do do well at school. But if we go for the, the former group, the people that sort of drop out of school, it, it's not it's not the end of the story all the time, is it, Sunil? Absolutely not. And I think, you know, I, it's, it, it's, it's quite striking that there are the number of people who do poorly at school who then go on to do incredibly well. On, on drsunil.com, we've got a blog post called Do You Still Believe Your Old School Report? Yes. And you know, um, it's it, it's very interesting to see some of the things that were written about some famous people. Give us some examples. I'll give you yeah. some examples of those. So uh, it says here, for example, Adolf Hitler, when aged 16, from his secondary school report card, September the 16th, 1905. Moral conduct, very satisfactory. Diligence, irregular. <laughs> Religious instruction, adequate. Freehand drawing, good. Gym, gymnastics, excellent. I mean, that, that's the summary of him there. Einstein, again, age 16, his schoolmaster in Munich wrote uh, in his report, he will never amount to anything. This was in 1895. Right. That's, that's Einstein, yeah. <laughs> a, 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 a British man, Peter, Peter Ustinov, who was an actor, a filmmaker, theatre opera director, stage designer, author, screenwriter, comedian, humorist. And his school report said uh, Peter tends to set himself very low targets, which he then fails to achieve. Oh dear, that, that's that's sort of the worst report you can get, isn't it? <laughs> um, our listeners in, in England will know of somebody called Gary Lineker, who was oh, yeah. a footballer for, for England and regarded as one of England's best ever players, and who's then developed a, a, another career as a TV football presenter. And his school report was, uh, you know, as a teenager, he must devote less of his time to sport if he wants to be a success. Another was his academic work is handicapped by excessive juvenility. It's time he worked out seriously his, his objectives in life. And maybe the most funniest one is he's too interested in sport. You can't make a living out of football. Well, he <laughs> clearly yes. proved that wrong, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's just so many. Um, I'm just thinking, you know, uh, Paddy Ashdown, a, a British diplomat and politician who is fluent in six languages. His school report said, this boy will never learn languages. Um, right. Yeah. So there's examples there of people that have kind of not necessarily gone on to great things, but have gone on to different things, what their school uh, sort of official report said when they were younger. That's right. Isn't yes. It? And I think because there's something about the education system that tends to focus on what you're bad at rather than what mm. you're good at. And how can we encourage mm. that? And help that grow mm. and nurture and grow and nurture it, you know. Mm. And I mean, certainly, I mean, goodness me, I went through going through medical school, 
and there so much of that was about learning by humiliation so you'd be given a question such as you know give me 30 causes of acute abdominal pain and you know you'd have to just reel them off by rote mm. and because mm. you didn't get the most you know obscure answer you know that that, that somehow you, you were told you're a failure for that and, you know, and it, those things can have a very very negative um, impact on, on our lives yeah and i think we we can talk in another podcast can't we about about how words and what we learn when we're what we're told when we're children can can affect us for, for the future <laughs> there's lots of there's lots of discussion there yeah but, but we can but, certainly rewire that but it's but, it, mm. but if but if we don't yeah there's gonna have long-term consequences so um i think um that's interesting because it, it's basically saying that 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 it's indicative of the way that the system has can label or can can categorize us in terms of kind of a structure like that but but what we're saying is we are we're a whole people aren't we Sina? we're we're more than just the, the what, what we achieve in, in the test results aren't we absolutely and i think and i think that's becoming more and more apparent in in our sort of increasingly complex world you know we've talked about this before that living in, in what's called a vaca world volatile unpredictable complex and ambiguous and <laughs> yeah. in the past you know we looked at the experts to show us the way forward and i think what's becoming more and more apparent is that actually there's less and less that we know and actual real growth is that realization that i do need to learn and grow um and um real education is has something about understanding what my strengths are what my role in the world is but also having the humility to know where i don't know and where mm. i need outside help and where i need to call on the on on, on the strength and resources of, of others exactly and there's a there's a line uh, in your blog post on drsunod.com under the blog which is called what do we mean by education there's a line here you've written that i think really resonates with me is that halfway down it says education is then about learning about life it is not just preparation for life but life itself life in all its fullness and abundance body mind heart and spirit I think that's that's a great um, kind of summary of what, what, what where we're going with this, isn't it, Sonal? Yeah, I think I think that, that that does sort of encapsulate it really, because just focusing on on one small area is not enough, especially in, you know in a world that's so complex, um, because we're so much conditioned by our environment and by the cultural milieu that you know that that, that we're in, so. The education, for example, that you need to grow and, and thrive in 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 London is very different to the kind of education you need to grow and thrive in the middle of the Sahara Desert. Mm, and mm. We as a society value, you know, uh, academic ability above anything else generally, or or mm. if you want, or, or or sporting prowess, if you like, as as well. But but those are. are are not sufficient yeah so one of the things that i was quite good at at school <laughs> i didn't kind of um get much recognition at school but i think perhaps so more so now is sort of creativity to know and being creative and and i think you've um uh written a very interesting blog post here a couple of blog posts 
how schools kill creativity um and you featured a few uh, videos and talked from there so just expand on that a bit first what, what do you how, how can schools kill creativity i mean it really it, it, it's it's it, i've pinched that from somebody called sir ken robinson who's an english author speaker and international advisor on education uh, in the arts to, to governments and um, non-profits and and sort of major major bodies like that um, and he's he gave a, ten, a TED talk with that name how schools kill creativity which is actually quite a provocative thing to say um, mm. and what the point he wants to make is that education is supposed to take us into a future that we can't yet imagine what's happened is that the education system that we've inherited and that we are that, that we take for granted really has become more and more outdated. It started off um, in the 19th century to meet the mm. growing demands of industrialization, or if you like, you know, to put it more bluntly, to provide labor for the factories and offices that were expanding and developing, you know, at the, at the end of the 19th century, beginning of the 20th century. Mm. Um, and the thing about the, about that time is the focus was on conformity uniformity meeting certain predefined standards uh doing things in a certain fixed way mm. um and i think that is that kind of mindset although we've moved on completely you know to a completely different world 100 years later that mindset is still very much yeah what's there when you look at it in in so many education systems and the way that we naturally think um but it but it it's not going to as it were help us to move forward you know uh ken robinson says um on that ted talk and you know i encourage people to, to look at it if you, if you just look under the blog post how schools kill creativity you, you'll go straight to that to, to, to the post and the ted talk mm. but just some things he says he says if you're not prepared to be wrong you'll never come up with anything original so you know one of the first i think hallmarks of, of true education in the real sense of the word is the ability to, to, to deal with failure and to be ability to to make mistakes and not allow yourself to 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 get upset or beat yourself up about it because mm. how else are you going to learn except by making mistakes exactly yeah how you know, how, you know we've all been there you know growing up in a class or a group and you don't want to sort of put your hand up and, and give an answer because you don't want to look foolish. You do. Mm. It's, it's, and that's deeply rooted into, into many of our psyche, really. Uh, and just on a side note here, just going slightly off piece on the podcast, but I think quite an interesting point maybe is that um, we need to sort of be more gentle with ourselves, don't we, when we're at school? We, we, we can't be uh, scared of, of making mistakes, can we? We need to, we need to kind of step out gently and, uh, and, uh, uh, you know, not not be hard on ourselves if we get things wrong. Is that right? That's right, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that, that's and, and and that's the point I'm getting at, really. Um, but obviously, that that's easier said than done. And mm. one of the, I think the issues that that's arisen from within education is is there's been a sort of a, a push towards mediocrity, so to try and get everybody average, but. Mm. Rather than looking at where where are individual strengths and, and and what what should they be focusing on, you know, there, there's a post called "What do we mean by education?" and there's a, a humorous little cartoon with a, a, an elephant, a penguin, a, a monkey, 
a goldfish uh, and a, a dog and a sea lion. And he says, uh, behind them there's a tree and and there's there's a there's a sort of teacher saying, for a fair selection, everybody has to take the same exam. Please climb that tree, <laughs> which you know, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Though. So obviously the monkey will do well, and the elephant can't climb it, and the goldfish is stuck in the, is stuck in its <laughs> goldfish pole. And yet you're trying to, as it were, measure everybody uh, by the same standard, which which just is not going to work. And uh, although that sounds ludicrous. What what I'm sort of aware of is that we tend to use the same measures so much in 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 life as well. But do you think? I mean, what one could argue there that the the reason everyone the teaching and the education system is like that is because of lack of resources, or or is it is it just not not having that freedom to move and 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 focus on each person? Do you think? I think it's. I think as I said it. it 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 had its place maybe a hundred years ago. Mm, yeah, you know, and and f- it, we have to sort of ag- acknowledge that that, that 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 there were good intentions presumably yes. at that point. But yeah. the world has moved on, and and in a sense, what's happened is, as I said at the beginning, you know, education is a, is a multi billion dollar industry. Yeah. It's it's almost capitalized, excuse the pun, but capitalized on, on on that old system, hasn't it? Yes, and and so it's very hard to get off that wagon if if you're mm. already on it and it's moving at such a good at such a high speed, and you're investing it so much, and you know uh, if you like the, the rest of society, and you know parents will you know will fork out large amounts of money to uh, to keep it going. What do you think are the consequences of a of this limited view of education on an individual? But then we'll also look in a minute about the consequences of this limited view on society as a whole. So start with start with how how it affects individuals. If, if we take the individual, then you know there's this question about why is it that when you look at say four and five year olds who are just about to go into the education system is if you look at very young children, they have a certain creativity, a certain spark that um, is not just only endearing, but it's also incredibly passionate and joyful. You know, the, I think Ken Robinson's mm. got this on the TED talk. He's he's got this lovely story about this this, this little girl who's who, who's who's drawing a picture, and the teacher says, you know, I mean, maybe she's four or five. And the teacher says to her, "What are you drawing?" And she says, "I'm drawing a picture of God," and the <laughs> teacher sort of smiles and sort of says well you know say but but nobody knows what god looks like and the girl in all her innocence then says they will when i finish this picture <laughs> which is a lovely That's thing to brilliant. say but but it shows yeah. um as a, you know a willingness to to try to, to to step outside um step outside the outside the box uh to explore it, it and yet you take children through the education system and there's a fear of getting it wrong. I, I have to do it perfectly, or I won't mm. do it at all. Um, th- uh, there's a, there's a there's a sort of shame and embarrassment uh, about mm. how will I look in front of my peers. Now, obviously, the reasons for this are, are all quite complex. But one of the things, you know, you know, so on the good side, you know, if you look about the current education system, is it, it's it's teaching about how to learn and develop skills, but there's so much you have to unlearn as well. 
Mm. And maybe that's something that that's part of growing up. Maybe that's that that's a part of life anyway. But um... but it, it it can also if you have this sort of limited view of education and, and you're just trying to cram facts the whole time and cram information that 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 can have adverse effects on your on your health as well, can't it, Sonal? Yeah. So you, so if you've got a model that and unfortunately this is this is the predominant system around the world that a child or an individual is a as it were, like an empty bucket that you just got to fill with, you just got to mm. fill up with. Um, that can be quite um, what's the detrimental. Word? Detrimental, detrimental, yeah, in every way. I mean, and again, I mean, and the person, you know, me is saying that 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 has been, I, in a sense, I, I I love learning and I I do love filling myself with 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 all sorts of things in terms of that that, that I learn. But to you know, the, who's I don't know who said it, but. But to to know and not to do is is not to know, and <laughs> the key thing is is the application of, mm. of what we're learning into life. Um, mm. And one of the things Robinson says is that we are educating people out of their creative capacities, because education is supposed to take us into a future that we can't grasp. And so, yeah. yes, again, I need to keep emphasising that there are basic skills and information that you need to learn, technical skills that you need. But it's only the beginning, um, and yeah, and and that's what we've got to try and get over. I think. Sure. In a system so, that that's so sort of wedded to to maintaining the status quo, and it's so wedded to encouraging medi- mediocrity rather than excellence mm. and passion and and life. Sure, and so. <laughs> There's definitely, there's definitely needs to be that that kind of shift, doesn't there? It needs to be that change in in, in the way that we view education, and I guess that. Uh... And, and if you like this, this pod, you know, the blog and the podcast are some small steps, hopefully, in in that direction. Asking questions, looking at life in a different way. This this focus on inside out leadership. This focus on making mm. sense of life in a challenging and complex world. Mm. Trying, you know, aiming to try and do that. In, it, you know, asking questions that, that that are not really asked in 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 the formal education systems. We, we've said, haven't we? You know, education is not about preparation for life. Education is life itself. We've clarified that. We've said something about the fact that um, it's about growing in fullness, body, mind, heart, and spirit. Mm. Um, we often, you know, try to end on on. on on a on a spiritual perspective about this and as disciples of Christ we have to acknowledge that education is something that God is passionately interested in mm, yeah and that learning is is not an end in itself but is for the glory of God mm. um, and if you like life and the life to come Will be about never-ending learning and celebrating. Yes, yes. Yeah, because if you think about it, where, it, you know, where did schools and universities originally come from? You know, I, I we talked at the beginning about the nineteenth century, but you go even further back, and you go to the monasteries and you go to the origins of universities like Oxford and Cambridge or Harvard. Mm. And what were they about, really? They were actually, they actually came out of out of the monasteries and out of the sort of um, mm. 
the theological institutions as places to explore the universe made by God and to understand that, if you like, yes, as, as a means of worship it, and adoration of, of the Creator. Look at what mm. look at this amazing world that the Creator has given us. Then, then biology, physics, um, uh, you know, in, in its diversity. I think you know, even if you you, you take history, history is his story okay mm, yes yes the world is so complex if, if you try to understand it without um an eternal you know, an, an infinite rest reference point it's just really <laughs> pandemonium and nonsense but there is it's his he, he's the one making sense of it and we want education to be a formative experience don't we rather than a fraught experience yes exactly um and in a sense education in the sense to, to make sense of life in its complexity and you see that in science i mean maybe science is a good example of that is that you study science you see that uh that there are seasons that there's you know that there's order to the universe it's it's not although random things happen apparently random things happen there <laughs> there is an order to it you know the, the seasons follow one another night follows day um that uh plants grow in in a certain fashion there is spring autumn winter summer uh not in that order <laughs> spring 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 summer autumn winter i should say mm -hmm. that there, there, there is that there, there is an inherent you know order in the universe there's the laws of gravity there's the laws of thermodynamics mm. all these things are there that have been put there um and really that should lead us to wonder and worship yeah all in wonder yeah yeah all in wonder yeah that's what that's what i think education should really be about mm. and that and that and that's what that's what you're saying of those four and five year olds when they when they first turn up at school that, 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 that's what we can kind of encapsulate there isn't it yeah there, there's something about that that that, that inner that that, that god-given curiosity and mm. hunger to to explore and to learn and to grow because at the end of the day if you think about it every healthy thing grows it doesn't stay where it is if something is mm. healthy it will grow and if you look at modern life you know we tend to celebrate youth okay um you know people in in, in their early 20s and, and teenagers and things like that but what would real learning be is that you should be as passionate and enthusiastic about life at the end more so than you were at the beginning mm. and yet for so many people there's a sort of um the middle age years come and there's a sense of disillusionment and despondency and then are just gradually fading away uh, and we've talked about this and you know on other podcasts about uh, podcasts and blog posts on resilience uh, and finishing well uh, and what does it mean to um to not just survive but thrive for for the long haul mm. and, and just sort of finally to know i just i just want to pick up on uh, uh, the fact that you know there is hope isn't there so if we, if we haven't had a good education system, um experience or we haven't kind of got in line with a, a good view of education and we perhaps people have learned things through this listen to this podcast there there is hope isn't there Oh, I think yeah, absolutely. So, so I, I don't want this, you know, I, I, don't, I would hate for our, our, our listeners to think, you know, that this is somehow um, all negative because we, we've all had negative experiences. We've all had things not go the way we want. Uh, and rather than wasting energy, you know, 
blaming the past or blaming other people, we have enormous opportunity, you know, again, more than any time in history, really, to, um, to learn and to enjoy what God has given us. Uh, and again, I suppose to use that to, to, serve, to serve others and to bring goodness and, and light into a world that, that has so much that's dark and, and negative. Um, you know, I, 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 there's, a, there's a famous um, verse in the, the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, verse 10, which I always keep coming back to, which says, For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which he's prepared in advance for us to do. And as we do that, you know, as, as we learn and, and then we go out and make mistakes and fail, but we get ourselves back up again and we continue to, to learn and grow. Uh, I, th I think that's, a, that's where the hope is. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, you can get all the show notes for this episode from drsunil.com. And could you do us a favour? Head over to iTunes to rate the programme. This is by far the best way to get this content into the hands of those who need it most. Also, do you think about who you could pass details of the podcast on to? Don't forget to check out the blog for more great content. That's drsunil.com, helping you to make sense of life in a challenging and complex world. Until next time, goodbye for now.